Yo, what is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Past to Present Player podcast. I am your Past to Present Player in question. My name is Austin. And to all those people, whether you're a past gamer or a gamer in the modern age, welcome. Uh, it's another Friday, man. Another Friday, another game. Hopefully your guys' week has been good. Uh, mine's been all right. It's been a typical, just a typical week. A lot of work and just playing games, man. Just playing a lot of games. I'm having a lot of fun. So another Friday. Welcome, guys. Uh, if you guys don't know, uh, welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time here, thanks for checking us out. I appreciate it. Um, so for any any people who are new here, if you want to check out any other renditions of the podcast. Uh, I'm going to leave links down in the description. You can follow me on Twitter down there. Uh, I usually post whenever a podcast goes up, but for just for the regular knowledge, they come out usually every Friday. Uh, I try to get one posted every single Friday. So a good way to end the week talking about video games, right? Go through the week, play some games and then talk about some more video games. But uh, yeah, so I'll leave my Twitter down there. You guys can follow me there. I also leave my personal Twitch channel down there. I stream every once in a while, just I don't, I don't really stream too much, but I stream every once in a while. So if you guys want to check me out down there, you can go down there too. And then lastly, I'll leave my website. Uh, that's a just a free website that you can go to. I have all my podcasts there. So if you don't have... I know Because I know most people listen on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, like Podbean and stuff like that. But if you don't have any of those and you just kind of want to listen to them... Uh, they're all down in the website. So you can go down there and I have all the information on the podcast itself. Anybody I've brought on before, my uh, my guests and me personally as the host, there's information on me. But most importantly, all the podcasts are down there. So you guys can go check those out. But I got a good one for you today, man. I got a good one. Okay, so we're going to talk Destiny 1 today. Okay, so this game... Uh, I have a lot of fond memories with this game. I was, uh, I remember when this game came out, I was living, I was living in just, uh, my friend's house. I was living at my friend's house with a couple of my homies. And what's funny is when I initially moved into their house, uh, they were all PlayStation guys and I was an Xbox dude. And, uh, when I say they, I lived, I lived in this house with like three of my friends. So it was me and three other guys and we all had setups. We all had gaming setups and stuff like that. But I was an Xbox head. So I brought in my Xbox and they all had PlayStation 4s. And they were like, bro, you got to get on the wave. You Like, you got to switch. So I actually ended up taking my Xbox to Disc Replay, which is like a disc uh, discount uh, game movie store where they buy used consoles and stuff like that. I ended up taking it there, selling it to them. And then with the little extra cash I had, plus the cash I got from the Xbox, I went out and picked up a brand new PS4. So I that was my first initial switch to PlayStation. I've had experience with PlayStation in the past, like a PlayStation 2 and uh, the PlayStation 1. But when I switched to the Xbox 360, I did not look back. I switched to the 360 and never touched Sony again. Until that moment. And the main reason I did it, one, sidebar, it was Rocket League. Uh, they were big Rocket League players. And I was like, oh, that looks fun. Well, I should get Rocket League. And it was free on the PlayStation anyway. So I was like, you know what? Just screw it. I'm just going to get it. So that was one. But the other main reason was this game, Destiny. Uh, this this shit is awesome. Um, I, 
I'm a big fan of MMOs. I like I like a lot of MMOs, but this was like more of a MMO slash RPG slash competitive multiplayer game. Like it had everything. It was it was awesome. And I never would I probably never would have picked this game up if it wasn't for uh the friends I live with telling me to go sell my Xbox and to go pick up a PlayStation just so we could all play this game. And it was nights upon nights upon nights of just staying up as late as we could just to grind this game because it's a very grindy game. Uh, there's uh, part of the whole goal of this game is you have a light level and your light level is kind of like your power level and you grind, you grind out through the story missions and then there's raids, there's uh, competitive missions you get each week and stuff like that to get more powerful gear and to get exotic weapons and all, all this other stuff. And it's, it's grindy, man. It takes a long time of just going through all this stuff just to try to get more powerful gear. And there were a lot of sleepless nights with this game. Uh, there were nights I remember because I worked, uh, I was working second shift. Well, no, when the game first came out, I was actually working third shift. I didn't go to work till 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. And then I would come home at about 7 a.m. But I would come home at 7 a.m., sleep for maybe like three hours, three to four hours, set an alarm. And then I would wake up along with my friends just to play Destiny. And I would play Destiny all up until I had to go to work that day. And if I had days off, I didn't sleep. We just, we played this game non-freaking-stop. And I love this game a lot. Um, it's, nowadays, I think Destiny has kind of fallen under the radar a little bit uh, with, this was, this was kind of Bungie's comeback after they realized that Halo wasn't doing as good and and they were like, we need something new. We need a new IP. And this was this was their comeback story. And uh, I had a lot of fun with this game. So I was, I'm really excited to talk about it. But um, yeah, man, Destiny 1. Uh, I, uh, when I first got this game and I started playing through the story, uh, I was a little bit, I was a little bit weary on exactly where it was going to go. Because I was more focused on the fact that like this was a one-time playthrough story and then you play through it and then it's done. And then you wait on DLC or you wait on things like that, which technically that's kind of true. I mean, there's a main storyline that you have to beat. And then, but what I like about this game is there's the main storyline that you work all the way through, beat the storyline, and then you get into the end game. And when games have a quote unquote end game, and it's not just like, oh, now you can just kind of free roam. No, this is, this is where the MMO aspect comes into it. And you just grind and grind and grind and just try to get as powerful as you can. And at the time, well, I think there still is, but there's level caps. So you can get your power level to a certain power level. And then once you hit that power level, you're capped out. But usually in DLCs, they would, they would raise that cap most of the time when the DLCs came out so that you had something else to grind for. So it was, it was, it kept us, it kept it fluid. It kept it moving. So every DLC that came out, the power cap would just go higher and higher and higher so that you could keep raiding. You could keep doing these little uh, uh, side missions to get powerful gear. You could do all this other stuff and just keep grinding to keep going. So that's that's mostly where the game got me is I didn't, I didn't particularly care too much about the story, but once you hit the end game and it becomes all the grind process that's where I got hooked. And that's, and that's where me and a bunch of my friends got hooked. Cause we were, 
uh, we were just grouping up to do these raids and these story missions. And then every time we'd get like exotic gear and we'd be, oh shit, we got a fucking exotic Ingram. And fucking, uh, we would go back to the tower. Uh, so the, your main hub is called the tower. That's where you get um, all of all of your missions for stuff. Like there's uh, there's crucible missions, which is the PvP, um, the PvP aspect of it, where it's just kind of you play games like capture the flag and deathmatch, and uh, you have missions in there that you can complete, and that gets your crucible rank up. And then every time you rank up in the crucible, you get Ingrams, which are so Ingrams are these little like cubes and you take them to the decryptor and then he decrypts them and you get either a weapon or a piece of gear or something like that. And each of these Ingrams has a power level. So you can tell where kind of where that power level is going to be when you decrypt that Ingram. So every time you rank up either in the crucible or whatever faction that you're getting these missions from, you'd get an Ingram that would have a certain power level and you take it to the decryptor and he would decrypt it and you'd get like a new weapon or something. And so you would just grind out these missions to keep getting these Ingrams and in hopes to get a powerful one, that way you could get a new piece of gear. And that that was so much fun. And there was the, also the possibility of getting exotic Ingrams, which are the exotic weapons in the game. And these are, they're considered rare drops, but there was, I think in Destiny 1 there were ways that you could increase your chances of there was this guy, his name is Zer, And I, he only came on the weekends. I think at the towers, I could be wrong on that. Let me know if I'm right, but I'm doing this mostly off memory because I haven't played this game in ages because destiny two has been out for freaking ever. And I, I just haven't played destiny one in a very long time, but Zer would come to the tower every weekend i think it was every friday and he'd be there through the weekend and you could buy these like tokens to use before uh you go into these little raids and at the end of the raid when you defeat the boss you have an increased chance of getting an exotic ingram i think that's how that worked if i remember that right but yeah you could use those tokens and then you get the exotic ingram and you'd either get an exotic piece of armor or you'd get an exotic weapon and there were plenty, plenty of exotic weapons in the game. Um, I think, ah, man, there were so many. Uh, let me look up. I'm going to look up the exotic weapons real quick because I I had a favorite one and I can't remember the name. All right. There, there was plenty. Uh, there was a hand cannon called the Ace of Spades that I really liked. It was a really good hand cannon. Uh, there was a scout rifle called the touch of malice which was very key in a specific raid actually my my favorite raid and there were there were like smaller there were smaller raids called strikes and those were the ones you would run to uh just kind of run through real quick and get the ingrams and then the actual big raids were called raids and those were the ones you needed like a six-man team and it had certain, it had like four or five sections with mini bosses that you had to beat before you get to the main boss. And those were the big things. I remember watching YouTube videos all the time of like World's First and people would stream it once the raid was released to the public and people would be like immediately jump into it and try to run it and figure it out and be the, be the first group to beat it. I, I miss these days, bro. I miss this so much. This was so much fun to watch. Even if you were just watching it on a stream, it was so much fun to watch. But uh, I like the Ace of Spades. The Touch of Malice was a really good scout rifle. 
Because it in my favorite raid, uh, it's when the Taken King DLC came out. I love Oryx. Oryx is probably one of my favorite bosses in any game ever. I think he looks cool. I think his whole concept behind the DLC was awesome. He's he's so fucking cool. And I think I want to get a tattoo of him eventually because he's he's so badass looking. If you've never looked up the Oryx raid or what Oryx looks like, go look at it. It's so cool. But the touch of malice was very key in this because it had a certain um, effect on it where uh, you wouldn't waste any ammo if you were like, I think it was like if you were hitting headshots or something, if you would hit a headshot, uh, it wouldn't take any of your ammo and you didn't have to reload. You could just keep firing and firing and firing. So that was a really good one to have for that raid. Um, the Monte Carlo was a good auto rifle. The hard light was a good rifle. Uh, the Mita multi-tool is probably my favorite scout rifle. Uh, it was, it, it probably my favorite scout rifle of all time. Uh, I don't know what it was about it. Uh, there was also the, uh, I think it was called the Kostov and it's actually an exotic weapon. And what's funny about this weapon is this is the first auto rifle you get in the game, in the story. You pick this rifle up, uh, as like your weapon to, to like play through or like start to progress the story. And what's funny about it is you never see this rifle again. Uh, once you dismantle it or once you put another weapon in your slot, if you, once you dismantle it, you never see it again unless you get the exotic version of this weapon. And it's, it was a really good auto rifle too. But uh, yeah, it was, it, I just find that crazy that it was like the one weapon that you get at the start of the game, but you won't see it again unless you get it out of an exotic drop. It's so freaking crazy uh there were there were snipers in the game that were really good um there was there were specific raid weapons like the there was like taken king uh raid weapons that you could get from the raid itself and everybody would just repeat the raid over and over and over again to get these raid drops and uh all of the all of the taken king ones are fucking cool uh, I really encourage you guys to go look some of this stuff up because the, the Taken King weapons were fucking awesome. But there were all these different exotic weapons and to see to go into PvP and see people decked out in this exotic gear or like all these exotic weapons and all this other shit, it was so fucking awesome, bro. And like I said, the countless hours that you spend, I think the, the uh, world's first of the Taken King raid uh, I believe took them, oh, I can't remember because I watched it in parts on YouTube and it was a three part, it was a three part series. And I think the videos were like three and a half hours each, three and a half to four hours each. So it took them about, I would say like 12 to 13 hours, no walkthroughs because like I said, the world's first, this is it. The raid releases, and as soon as these got as soon as the raid releases, these guys reload the game so that they can see the DLC and they hop right into the raid. Nobody knows how to do it. Nobody, there's no walkthrough from Bungie. There's nothing. You just have to figure it out. And these guys hopped in there and they figured it out. And it took them, I think I want to say it was like 12 to 13 hours. It could have been, it could have been shorter than that, but they stuck it through. They fucking went for it and they got it done. And that it's so, so cool, man. It is so, so cool. And the raids, uh, the raids in Destiny 2 got even better. But to me, this 
if whenever I think about destiny raids, the taken King is the one that I always come back to. Just, like I said, just cause I like Oryx and then the, the, the final like mini boss before Oryx even shows up is like the, uh, I think they're called the sisters and that, that whole concept, uh, th- they looked really cool because like you get into the final stage and these two like big witches are like shrouded in these bubbles and you have to like one person has to be, has to like soak up this, like, uh, this taken orb to become like invisible. And then your other four teammates have to like step on these pads to reveal platforms for the guy that's taken to get all the way to get this orb at the end of the path. And then you have to throw this orb at the sister to take her shield down. And then everybody has to shoot her and take her out. And you have to do that for both, both sisters to pass. her. I think I, if I remember right, that's how it's done. But it's, it's awesome, dude. And just, uh, the, the fact that you have to, I think it really speaks to old video games because like I said, uh, or like I hear a lot in the podcast that I listen to back in the day, there were no walkthroughs. There was no videos to help you, no video guides. You just had to go into a game and figure out how to beat it. So watching these, these first, uh, these worlds first on raids and stuff like that, these guys, it's so awesome to see because it throws you back to the old times of games where you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You just got to go in there and do it. So it, it's really awesome to see. I encourage you guys to go watch the uh, world's first run of the Taken King. Uh, it it was awesome. It was freaking awesome. Go go to YouTube, search it, find it. But um, the other part of this game too is there are three classes. There are three classes. Uh, there was a Titan, a Warlock, and a Hunter. And the plus to this is you can run the game. You have three save files. So you can run the game with all three classes. And that's mostly what everybody did. So what, what you would do, let's say you, you run through the story mode through all three classes, get to your light level, and then now you can start doing all the end game stuff to really power your guys up. So what you would do is you'd get all your weekly missions and stuff for, for the Crucible, for whatever faction you're running. Uh, you could run, there was like a... Uh, it was called a nightfall strike every week that had, it was harder. It had modifiers and stuff to like the enemies and stuff like that. But if you beat it, it gives you like guaranteed powerful gear that you will guarantee get a, get a power up if, if you beat it and you'd get those once a week. So you would take your Titan, run through all that stuff with your Titan. And then once you have that, uh, I, I speak on what I believe most players did, but once you have that, then you log out of your Titan, log into your Hunter, and then run through it with your Hunter, and then log out of your Hunter, and then run through it with your Warlock. And you would just keep all three people all set up. And it makes this makes the most sense because there are when when you go into raids specifically, when you have, you know, there's like six people you gotta have in a raid, there might already be two Titans, or there might be three hunters, and you don't want to go in there with like five hunters and a warlock or like, or like four Titans and two warlocks because these Titans, warlocks and hunters all have their own special abilities. So you want to, you want to make sure you're diverse. So when you're getting your teams together and you're getting ready to take on these raids, you want to make sure that everybody's diverse. You have like, I think what most people ran was like two warlocks, a hunter and two Titans or you could run like three Titans, a warlock and two hunters or just things like that. You want to be diverse 
when you're going into all these. So it made the most sense to just make one of each character, run through it with all your characters, and then just try to keep your characters as powered up as you can. If you, if I had to choose a favorite though, I would choose the hunter. I, the hunters, I like the hunter because of his movement speed. And at the time, uh, at least before destiny Two, uh, my favorite special favorite special ability that each of these people had and through the DLCs, they actually introduced like alternate special abilities that you could, uh, you could like swap through. But mine was the, it was like the sunbreaker one or something. And when you're a hunter and you use it, you get a golden gun. And I mean, fucking shout out to golden eye. Uh, it, it is what it is. You kill in one shot and you get like six bullets. Um, but when you're, when you're facing bosses and you use it and you shoot and you're shooting at the boss, it does a lot of health. It does a lot of damage. So that was my favorite. I, I loved running the hunter. The hunter was my favorite, but, uh, I know a lot of people ran warlock. A lot of people liked, uh, running the warlock. And then I didn't really play with a lot of Titan players, to be honest. Uh, I think Titan was the most underlooked class in destiny one. And that, that could be a personal opinion, but I think it was, I think it was the most underlooked class. Uh, I don't know why people didn't want to run Titan. I think, uh, one of Titan's special abilities was like a big shield or something or, or some shit like that. And I don't, I don't know, maybe people just didn't like it enough. I, I don't know. But, uh, if you're interested in a uh, part of the story, the main rundown that I get from it is that, uh, at the start of the game, you are what's called a guardian and they, they call you guys guardians. And this little robot thing called a ghost finds you and you're essentially dead, which is funny. You're, you're dead in this place called the Cosmodrome, which is essentially earth. And this ghost finds you and picks you up and is like, Hey, like, uh, like radios back to the tower. Like, Oh, I found a guardian. Like, and the, the premise behind all these guardians is that they have light. They're, they're powered by the light. So all of these dark forces are what is coming to try to take the light from these people. Essentially, that's what this game portrays on is, is what I believe is, is happening. So, uh, you work your way through the Cosmodrome and you find a drop ship and you take the drop ship out and the ghost flies you to what is known as the tower. And this tower is this hub built behind this big moon looking thing. It's just like, it looks like a small little planet called the traveler. And the traveler is essentially like the source of all light itself. So you guys are protecting this thing because if essentially if the traveler dies, it's like we're, you're supposed to lose all hope or something like that. So that's the whole main thing behind this. So all of the, all of the main story modes are all of these evil forces that want to take the traveler and either use it as a weapon or just sap uh, the force out of the traveler itself to use it for their own good, et cetera, et cetera, or just like wipe humanity off the map. Essentially that's what's going on. So any like DLC story that they put out or anything like that, that's the basic premise. Like I said, my favorite one, excuse me, I had to burp. Sorry. My favorite one was the taken King. I like Oryx. Oryx is this big bulky guy with like a T shaped head. And he's, uh, he's the king of what's known uh, as the Taken. And they are what they are. There's uh, there's enemies in the game called the Fallen and the Vex. 
And the Vex are these like machine, uh, like these, I almost said machinoids. That's, I don't, that's not a fucking word. Uh, these machines, they're fucking machines. Okay. They're robots. They're robotic fucking machines. Okay. And the Vex are these machines that are just, they're just evil machines powered, wanting to steal the light, blah, blah, blah. And the fallen are these like druid looking like weird creatures that, uh, are also wanting the light for their own use. Um, but what the Taken are is when Oryx showed up, he took these guys and essentially like transformed them into his own army. So they're they're like blacked out, dark, uh, Vex and Fallen transformed into what are known as the Taken. And these were cool. Uh, I think between Destiny and Destiny 2... I still think this is the best DLC put out for a destiny game. Uh, I, I love the new enemy. The it's, it's a whole new enemy. Like I said, Oryx looks cool. I'm going to get a tattoo of him one day. I swear. Uh, please, please go look up what he looks like. If y'all haven't seen him, he's such a fucking badass, and I want to get a tattoo of him because he looks so fucking cool. But no, these guys, he literally just takes the fallen and the vex just like sucks them up. And, transform them into his army and then throws them back down to fight you. Like it's so fucking cool. And you, you find so many of these like powered up, these more powered up bosses and, and stuff like that, that Oryx is like taking control of. And, uh, you have to fight them in order to get to Oryx and, Oh God, dude, I spent so many hours in this DLC and what's funny about, and this is how you really know it's a good DLC is, like I said, with the three characters, you had the Hunter, the Warlock, and the Titan. And I had you have to play through the DLC and all these characters to make sure that your your power level is staying the same and you're kind of staying on track. I had fun every single time I reran through the story. I I had a blast. And when you play through the main story of Destiny, you kind of get bored with it after the first run through. So the fact that you have to run through it two more times and it's a it's a beefy story. Like it's going to take you like probably about six to seven and a half hours to beat if you sit down and do it in one playthrough. Uh, like I would say like six to nine hours to beat. And like I said, just sitting down playing through it one time and you have to do that three times. So it's like almost, almost 35 hours just playing through the main story just to get to the DLC stuff. And then you got to run through the DLC stuff. And also if you get into the game late, cause the Taken King, I think was the third DLC in destiny one. I could be wrong. I th I might be wrong on that, but there are two other DLCs. So you could choose, you could choose not to play through those DLCs. Like if you bought the taken King, usually people who, who bought the taken King, I think they had a sale on it where you could buy the taken King DLC. Plus it would come with the other two past DLCs that were already out. So you could buy it as like a bundle and you could choose to skip the other DLCs. And at that point, they weren't going to give you any powerful gear. The latest DLC always gave you the closest gear towards the level cap. So if people didn't play the other two DLCs, but picked up the Taken King, they weren't going to go back and play the, the other two DLCs because it didn't really matter. You couldn't really, you couldn't really level up your character that way. But me, I was interested in story. I was like, bro, I want to know what the fuck's going on. I don't I don't know what happened. I want to know. So I played through all the DLCs. I, I played and, and every character, 
every single character. And I was one of those people that bought the Taken King without playing through. I think I bought the first DLC actually, but I didn't, I kind of fell out of destiny for a while uh, when the second DLC came out. And then I bought the Taken King and I I went through and played the second DLC story because I didn't know what happened. I was like, I, I want to know what's going on. And then I was playing through the Taken King. So it even took me longer just to get through it. But you have to play through all of that just to keep your level cap up. And if you play this competitively, like a lot of people did, that was a long time. It took a very, very long time. But in my opinion, like I said, going back to what I was saying, I every time I played through the Taken King, I had a blast. I had a freaking blast. And also there's another cool looking boss who is supposed to be, I think it's Oryx's brother. It's either Oryx's brother or Oryx's son. And his name is Crota. And I think Crota was mentioned before the Taken King was even a DLC. I think you had to fight Crota before the Taken King even came out. And I could be completely wrong. Like I said, I'm doing this all off memory, okay? I don't I don't remember this game too well. It's been play I, it's been so long since I've even thought of playing through this game. But if I remember right, it was Crota and you you met him before you even knew Oryx was a thing. This game came out in 2014. So it's been almost 10 years since this game came out. Um but yeah, it's been almost you knew you knew of Crota before you knew of Oryx. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and stamp that. I think that's true. But I I find it crazy that you knew of this guy who was related to this guy before he was even relatively put in the game. Like that's so so cool. So I just looked this up because I wanted to fact check this just to be sure. So the first expansion that came out for this game was called The Dark Below. That came out in January 15, uh, January 15th of 2015. That was the first DLC that came out. And then it was The Taken King. So The Taken King was the second DLC to release. And then there was a third one at the very end, or like it was the middle of 2016 called The Rise of Iron. I remember this one. Uh, This one was solely based on like it was like solely based on the crucible and PVP and stuff like that. It was, it was like a purely PVP based DLC, which was kind of interesting. I I haven't really seen anything like that, but this, uh, this game series all in all combining the elements of like an RPG mixing in with an MMO with PVE and PVP elements, you could kind of just pick and choose what you wanted to do specific days. There was a grind process to it. This game became competitive. This game this game drew a lot of eyes and it also helped Bungie kind of back into the race a little bit when it came to games because like I said, Halo was kind of hit or miss at this point. Uh, not a lot of people were talking about it. I mean, at this point, I think Halo... What was it? I think Halo 4 was out. I want to say Halo 4 was out, but nobody really cared uh, because destiny was the the main thing that was going on, but did, uh, Halo was kind of falling off at this point, and Bungie really needed something to kind of get people back on board with them. Like they're they'll always be known in the industry, and they're and they're good enough to be, in my opinion, they're they're in the gaming hall of fame. Their their company is in the video game hall of fame, but they needed something to kind of stay on the map and 
this this IP did that for them. So Destiny did really well. And I think Destiny 1 did a, did a really good job. And then Destiny 2, I won't get into that too much because I'm going to be honest, I haven't played Destiny 2 in a very long time. I've been thinking about picking it back up again, but in to really get into these games now, like if you pick up Destiny 2 right now, and I'm sorry to veer off Destiny 1, I'll get back onto it in a minute, but if you want to pick up Destiny 2 right now, you can't just... Destiny 2 is free on, on most consoles that I know of. But there is a reason that it's free. If you want to pick up Destiny 2 right now, you have to buy all of the DLCs. Because if you don't, you can't level up past a, past a certain level cap. And if the level cap, let's say, for retrospect, is like 3,000 light level, the main story... And the weapons you get and the Ingrams you get will only get you to probably about half that. So you'll be stuck there until you pick up DLCs and you're able to go over that level cap and play all the DLCs. So in order to really get into this game, they don't make you buy the core game anymore. You don't have to buy the core game. They make you, they make you buy all these DLCs and that's where they make their money. So... With that being said, I I do want to get back into these games eventually. But do I have all the money to drop on all the DLCs? No. Uh, they they probably have a bundle out for it that you could probably pick up and get like two of the expansions. I don't know how many expansions are out right now. I think it's either two or three. But they probably have a bundle. They probably have an expansion pass that you can buy that will get you all the DLCs. But for my money right now, I'm just not going to pick it up. I'm I'm into other games right now. It's just... Not what I want to play, but going back to Destiny One, this was this was really big, and they did they did a really good job. I I wish I could go back to the day that this game came out because, like I said, the countless hours, the sleepless nights, that just all of the time that I devoted and put into this game, and and it the best part about it, it brought so many people together. This community got so big. This community got so, so big, so fast. And I remember going to work and all people, like I knew people who were gamers, but like most of these people I knew at work were, didn't play like the same games as me or, but they played games. I went to work and that's what these people were talking about. They went, oh, you pick up Destiny? Do you pick up the Taken King? Do you, have you played through it yet? Do you try the raid? Blah, blah, blah. That's all it was. This this game was fucking big and it was phenomenal for Bungie and I, the absolute utmost respect for this game and this game series. I'm really upset that I don't play this game much anymore and eventually I'm hoping I'll get back into Destiny 2 and really start playing this again, but I feel like it's also one of those games that it's hard to play by yourself. Uh, you really have to find some buddies to play it with and... Uh, I'll get into the games I've been playing here at the end uh, once I get this rating in, but um, it's really one of those games that you kind of have to play with a friend. And there, there are a lot of games like that, I think, that are just really hard to play solo. But you can play this game solo. Don't let that deter you. Um, you can play this game solo. At this point, don't play Destiny 1. If you're going to play Destiny, go play Destiny 2. The only reason I would ever tell you to go back to Destiny 1 is if you're really interested in figuring out the story behind like the Traveler and all of these DLC stories and stuff like that. But at that point, just go to YouTube and look it up. It, it's not that big a deal. But if you were lucky enough back in 2014 to really dig into this game and play it when it first came out, 
I think a mass majority of people would agree with me that this game was phenomenal and it created a, a very big community amongst people and it brought a lot of people together. This game was really big for Bungie. But uh, okay, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and rate this game. So out of, out of five stars for for the time being, if I had to rate it back when I picked the game up and then purely based on the experience that I had with this game, I'm giving it a four out of five stars. Uh, I like I said, the the roommates that I had, the buddies that I played with, it they didn't feel it didn't feel as much like roommates. It felt like we were our own destiny clan and we were just playing this fucking game nonstop. We were going to be the best. And we had a lot of good times with this game. And the, oh man, I, I wish, I just wish I could go back. I could go back and play this like I used to, but a solid four out of five stars. This was a good comeback for Bungie. They really, really needed this. And they, they came up in a big way. So props to Bungie props to the destiny crew, everybody who worked on destiny. This was really good for them. And hopefully here soon I can get back into destiny too. But, uh, recently what I've been playing, uh, funny enough, I convinced, uh, I convinced my buddy, Brandon, he was on, he was on the, uh, Scarlet and Violet episode. If you guys remember him, I convinced him to pick up rust. I've been playing a lot of rust lately. And if you guys don't know what rust is, go check it out. It's like a, it's pretty much just like a PVP loot game where your goal is just to get as much loot as you can build a base and be the top dogs on the server. Essentially, that's all it is. But we've been playing a lot of Rust. Uh, I've been I've been having fun playing that again. Uh, I started Hollow Knight. I've been playing Hollow Knight on the on my Xbox, so I'm playing through that. And there will probably be an episode on that eventually because I'm really liking that game. And I'm also playing through Sleeping Dogs uh, because Brandon told me to pick it up and play through it. It's one of his favorite games, and he asked if we could do an episode on it. So I told him let me play through it some, and we'll get that going. So there should be an episode on that one too. But uh, yeah, Destiny 1, man. I, I love this game and I love this series. I, I really hope I can get back into Destiny 2 and maybe I can convince Brandon to pick it up and we could play through it. But um, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you guys have kind of the same memories as I do when it comes to this game. Hopefully your memories are good. Hopefully I brought back some nostalgia for you from when this game came out. If you guys are within my age group, at least, because uh, I mean, it really did. There's a lot of ages in video games now. Like there are people who grew up with the NES and then there are people who were the same age as those guys who grew up with the NES that grew up with the Xbox 360. So like for me, you know, the earliest gaming I remember playing is uh, near the PlayStation 1. I mean, I know my parents had a had a Super Nintendo and we had a Nintendo 64 at one point, but I don't remember a lot about those games. So and that's part of why this podcast exists because I'm going back and playing some of these older titles and stuff like that. I and I will be covering some older games eventually, but I'm going to I'm going back and playing some of these titles that I don't really remember and kind of giving my thoughts on that. That's part of why this podcast is here. So, thank you guys for listening. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you guys for the recent downloads lately. We've actually had a pretty decent amount of downloads for only having a couple episodes out. So, Thank you guys so much for downloading. Uh, if if you guys will leave me a review, that'd be awesome. I don't know, I don't know what it's supposed to do, but I know that most people ask for them, so I'll I'll go ahead and ask for them. If you guys would leave me a review, that'd be great. Leave me a rating if you want to. You guys can even say how much shit it is if you don't like it or or whatever. You know, just just leave me a review. I, I just want to read them. Um, but thank you guys for listening. I'll be back next week with another game. Let hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what games that you guys want to hear because, uh, I need some more games to play. 
So I need some ideas, but hit me up on Twitter, man. I'd, I want to know what the hell y'all are playing. And I want to know what games you guys love and the nostalgia that brings or the nostalgia these games bring you guys. So let me know what games that I should be playing and I'll try to get them played and get them on the, get them on air for you. So you guys can listen to them, but thank you guys. Hopefully your Friday is good. Hopefully I in entertain some of your time for this Friday, whether you're at work and I don't know what you're doing, but whatever you're doing, hopefully it's a good Friday. I'll catch you guys next week with another episode of past or present player. Hopefully you guys have a good Friday. I'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.